Netflix has a lot of really good cartoons on them, huh? Yeah. There's yeah, not a they lot. Do. They flipping do. <laughs> Or rather, I guess I guess we should. I don't know. It's it's tricky. It's weird to say. It's like um, because ne- like Netflix is making animation themselves, but at the same mm-hmm. time, there are a lot of studios that are being contracted to make stuff. And DreamWorks is one of those places. And yeah, there have been some really great animated series. Well, there's <sighs> Shiro is really great. Yeah, <laughs> I really oh like Shiro. Shiro is amazing. Um, uh, 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 Camp uh, Crit. Wait, what was that? Camp Cretaceous. Cretaceous. Oh, I I don't think I saw that, but it's a Jurassic Park one or Jurassic World. Oh, what I I liked. Uh, Troll Hunters was one of my favorite shows. I never got into Troll Hunters, huh? Yo, Troll Hunters so freaking good Yo. i've seen a lot of art from it and i'm just like "Ooh, what's going on in this show <laughs> but I'm, i never like wild. watched any of it it's so freaking wild it's like uh, a three-part epic fantasy right because you have like you have troll hunters and then you have tales of arcadia and then you get like another one that just happened or is tales of arcadia the last one that just happened so I, the tales of arcadia is all of troll is our the is the collection of troll hunter shows oh, including okay. the spin-offs so troll hunters is like troll hunters by itself but then when they made the spin-offs uh all together they became tales of arcadia and the spin-offs include uh three below and wizards and it's basically like okay the troll hunters is basically fantasy uh about trolls <laughs> i mm-hmm. guess um and this human that has to protect them and uh then three below is about aliens Whoa! Um, I did not know that. Yeah, it just like switches to science. I thought it was all hard. about. Tro- I thought it was all about trolls this entire time. Oh, really? Well, I, I've only seen like the first two episodes of Troll Hunters, and I I personally wasn't feeling it. But just throughout, I've seen like artwork and like layouts of stuff from people like posting like I like I I'm rolling off or like I designed this blah blah. I didn't oh, know that cool. we went like to aliens or something. Yeah, it go, it takes a hard turn to aliens and like it keeps with like very much the same uh story elements. I think it's a little bit goofier. I also didn't complete 3 below because it, it felt like it was just such a different story and I was expecting you know something closer to Troll Hunters and I'm pretty sure it kind of interweaves with Troll Hunters, I'm sure like later on but I just haven't finished it in this time yet. But mm-hmm. Anyway, it goes into aliens, um, and then yeah, wizards is basically it, it's more attuned to troll hunters, but it's uh, specifically wizardry, magic, and following like this wizard and um, him trying to uh, come. It, it, this wizard apprentice, I should say, who's trying to come into his own as a wizard. Uh, and- a lot of wizards. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> a lot of. I'm saying wizards a lot, but it, it basically is just about um, this kid who's apprentice to Merlin, and he's trying to not be his apprentice. It's basically like um, Robin and Batman, a, a Robin and Batman situation, and Robin becoming Nightwing. It's kind of like that. <laughs> That's what oh, okay. Wizards is about, um, and but- uh, yeah, and and then I think they're making a movie to interweave all of the spinoffs like a big like big finale movie yeah okay 
Yeah, I, I saw like ads for like this is the this is the finale of all of it. So I was like, oh, is it, is it just like all coming together? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that ah. is also a DreamWorks. Yes, uh, that is also a DreamWorks property. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But the one DreamWorks TV property I wanted to talk to you guys about today is one that um, it. I don't want to say it came and went because I think people are still kind of talking about it. The creator is definitely still active, you know, doing his thing, trying to just, you know, share information about like the animation process and just general things about life or whatever. And um, wow, what are we talking about? We're talking about (laughs) we're talking about gem in the hall no we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about kipo in the age of wonder beast the age of wonder beast wow train kipo the burrow girl and wonder beast lots of wonder beasts yeah we wanted to talk about kipo and the age of wonder beast because one it's awesome it's such a great show it's a fun show um and two it is a show that you got two black kids in a blazer running around as the main characters it's really (laughs) insane and crazy and great and we love it we love to see it (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um and also a lot of uh lgbt representation which is you know happening a lot in uh these netflix netflix originals (laughs) and it just being again a normal thing Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no it, i mean it's important to like um just normalize having uh leads and uh main characters and not just having like supporting characters and uh background characters or characters that you see occasionally or denizens yeah oh and we're kind of just going to talk in general just about how great it is, but also we're talking about this with the assumption that those who are listening have already watched Kipo. As, oh, yes. I don't know. I guess the, the show is still within the realm of you have to give a spoiler warning because it mm-hmm. finished. And that's why earlier I didn't want to say like it came and went because like it in a way it, it did with how it was released. It premiered at the top of 2020. And then it left at the end of 2020 with three seasons. So yeah. it was like, whoa, I thought this just started and it's already mm-hmm. over. But at the same time, like, even though like it came and went with like its release, it's still like, you know, in the in the minds of people who are watching stuff. And there are people who are like, you know, catching up with it now, people who are about to start watching it. So just spoiler warning, we're going to talk about spoilers <laughs> Keep heck <laughs> for all yeah, three gonna, seasons we're gonna spoil the heck out of kipo uh yeah so yeah go ahead and watch it go watch it right now what are you doing yeah go go watch it right now go watch binge this? all three seasons that's like watch it it's like binge it all it's like 11 10 episodes you got like 30 something episodes to watch go 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 do it 11 yeah, 10 episodes it. a season so and before we i guess talk about kipo specifically like uh as you mentioned yeah it came out like top of 2020 maybe like end of 2019 was like the first season but yeah, yeah they just started like rolling out <laughs> those seasons like like wow it's just it, it was like one after another almost and we we're just like wait like i mean by the time season three i don't know when season three premiered but i remember seeing like season three is the last season this is yeah, it and i was like I wait didn't the show that. just 
come out like, like, yeah it was it was really weird because i because i was still um over at the previous studio i was at watching it with um with lorraine in the uh during like our lunch break and i remember watching like the first couple episodes of kipo with her and then she would put on kipo again for like my boyfriend and for other people to watch it too just people could watch during lunch but that was like only first season stuff and then mm-hmm. during the summer is when season two dropped and then i think like november maybe yeah october? i think it came out in november or october it's it when season like the... three happened yeah and it was just like oh, oh, okay oh oh wow this is <laughs> it's done oh okay and it's it's kind of like it's so weird because it's like with uh of course like everyone knows netflix is a streaming service you can stream like uh shows and movies with uh broadcast cartoons i feel like the complete opposite <laughs> happens where people are just like waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for uh the seasons to premiere or come out and stuff like that whereas like this was just, like very much like all right boom you got it oh you thought we were done boom another season oh, okay you know okay that's it no just kidding boom final season oh you thought this was gonna go on forever nope it's over <laughs> it's like well, oh, wow well, it's, it's interesting because that you know that just goes to show that like you know production pipelines for streaming are like like they're the same but they're also different you know like mm-hmm. It has a different consideration in mind in terms of like how it's released and who's going to be seen or when it's going to be seen. And I feel like it could be, it might be to a detriment or, you know, to it's, I mean, obvious success, but uh, I say detriment because it's like uh, it, it, it can make it feel like a series has come and gone really fast. And there's this, um, I guess, entertainment industry stress for content content we need more content because we got to right. fill up the streaming services that we have right and it kind of leaves a, it's, a, it's a it's a double-edged sword yeah exactly it's a double-edged sword and it's like it's good because it's like okay cool we're getting new different things but then also it's like okay we don't get to like really bask in these stories that much anymore and i bask is a weird word but like just what do you marinate we don't get to marinate i feel like that's even weirder but it's closer to what i'm thinking marinate in these stories a little bit more you know just like oh wow that season was great i can't wait to like i wonder what's gonna happen next or uh like get excited for new things to come and um it's like it's almost like just having dessert before (laughs) dinner and like you, you you get the the dessert and you're kind of like oh crap I wish I waited like now I just have dinner and nothing sweet afterwards and it's kind of sad <laughs> but it's I mean it's fine but it's like oh like there's no more now <laughs> yeah like it I guess it's like slightly off topic but but still kind of relevant because you know this is a show that is streaming and um and it, it it's really weird because like I I I think about like I think about um like binge culture you know and how like it kind of feels weird to me sometimes like mm, yeah because like i will you know i've i will like watch episodes of shows back to back but like um like i recently watched queen's gambit with my boyfriend or and um watchmen because i know a little little late but like watch watchmen with my boyfriend and uh we kind of like 
watch them both in a span of like two three days because they were shortened to the point but like we watched a bunch of episodes back to back um but i do feel that sometimes in relation to uh you know like when animated content or like content in general is coming out like on streaming platforms and they just kind of like show up and then they, they go away it does very much seem like it does hurt hurt it in like the sense of the like collective consciousness of the consumer because the way we consume media now like everybody wants it so fast you know so like the minute like your first thing is here so like show a shows up um and it wraps up show b is here and you don't really have time to think about show a anymore you're already moved on to show b Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah exactly that isn't to say that like i (laughs) yeah like I've said it before, it's it's like I it's like I love and hate binge culture. Like I like being able to watch stuff. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to know. I gotta know. I gotta know. I want to know what's happening. Like, I'm like I'm I'm watching um the Higurashi reboot right now, and I'm very curious to know like what's gonna happen. Like, oh, it's, well, it's not a reboot; it's a sequel. But they pretended that. Wait, it was- is that like a Higurashi no Koroni? Yeah, that one. Oh, like, they, oh yeah, okay. I they, didn't know they had a reboot. Well, it's not a reboot. So like they, it was like a bait and switch. They marketed it as a reboot, but then when episode two hit, there was a big reveal, and it was like, wait, this is a sequel. And they were like, yeah, we got you guys. <laughs> it's actually it's, it's actually just a continuation. We're like, what? <laughs> so, so I'm just like, oh, I want to know, but I'm also like, uh, you know, I I can I can sit and I can think about it, you know, or like, I I don't know. I'm point is I'm just saying that like production pipelines for streaming it it really is interesting and I don't really get how they function mm-hmm. sometimes despite working on a show that will be on a streaming platform. Like I, I, I can't really say much else, but like, um, I don't really fully grasp how, um, production pipelines for streaming fully work. Like sometimes I don't really understand. Are we loading it up on like, like, are we releasing the episodes on the on the back end you know like we mm-hmm. spend instead of spending your typical one to two years in production we're probably spending maybe four three three to four years in production and then dropping everything or maybe you know i feel like it could be something like very much along the lines of like uh we're stockpiling but at the same time still working on like uh, posts this, maybe yeah, or like yeah, the exactly. last like, tale mm-hmm. of like, per, like yeah i feel like, like it, it has to be something similar to broadcast yeah uh, production but it's just very much more close-knit because i feel like broadcast uh, there's a longer wait period where right of, like waiting for a budget or uh waiting to see how ratings go or uh, right like and- that, waiting to see testing um whereas it's like all right you know what this is working like maybe they test it or uh whatever but they continue on to the next season and after the first season's done uh and they're kind of doing posts on second season they're probably like just starting on third season or something like that like it's very much like i imagine it's just like a tighter uh wait period right and like and like and again, it's all like, speculation. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> it's all speculation. Just because, like, neither. Well, like, based I, off experience, ba- ba- uh, based, based off of experience, and just like, 
speculation from that experience because like neither well even though i am currently on a show that is streaming that, that does not necessarily reflect what is happening because i just don't have that information um right. yeah it's like it's different it's like it's different um yeah we don't have like, like i don't the, know course, like the, the 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 programming information like that type of stuff like we don't have that insight yeah um which is basically the how the uh show is released like we don't have that insight we can have like the kind of like productionary like all right this is like usually the time the timing of uh, the pipeline but in terms of how they release it of course we you know yeah don't have that only but, person that can um, answer that question would be rad but he's not here today hi rad i hope you're listening and if you're not that's okay too yeah I'm like a pretty swell guy yeah speaking of rad speaking of rad Kipo and the age Kipo. of Wonderbeast. Kipo. Brad, you, didn't, you, you, made a, you made a really cool show here. You made a really, really cool show. Um, yeah. So um, I got a quick plot yeah, for plot. Kipo, just so like uh, everybody knows, uh, which I'm grabbing from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. You know what, people? You should donate to Wikipedia. <laughs> you should. <laughs> just a, or shouldn't, or should I said should. Yeah, don't oh, okay, don't, don't okay, believe good, your good, teacher good. saying it's not yes, a good please. resource okay. to use on so your glad. papers. Use it. I was scared for a second. I was like, no, please. <laughs> Donate to Wikipedia. They need to stay open. So much good information. Um but yes, Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beast is a series that follows a girl called Kipo Oak, who is searching for her father after being forced to flee from her burrow and must explore the post-apocalyptic surface world ruled by mutated animals to find him. Along the way, she befriends human survivors Wolf and Benson, and the mutant animals Dave and Mondu. Yay! Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's basically the entire plot of Kipo. And, uh, yeah. Um, well, that's like the basic, basic plot of Kipo. There's like this- more stuff going on. Yeah, that's like the log line. Of, yeah, of the Kipo. log line. <laughs> but yeah, line. um, it I I don't know. Like I, <laughs> oh, and created by Radford Seacrest. Radford Seacrest. Radford. Red. Radicles. <laughs> AKA Red. 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 Oh, red. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was just Rad's a very cool name to have. Like, oh, red. Red is a pretty rad name. I'm so Um, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, red. Unapologetic. (laughs) Um, Hey, you know what? You know you have a cool name. Yeah. I mean, he shortened it to red, so of course he knows it's cool. Mm hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, Kipo is just like a. I was kind of floored by by the ending. Only because <laughs> I like how you jumping to ending. Sorry, I just I just need to think about it. I just no, need to yeah, something okay, okay. because no, yeah, the yeah, ending, yeah. like, well, hey, we said we we're gonna spoil the heck out of it, so yeah, so, <laughs> we're just like literally like, all right, so do we start talking about it? The ending. <laughs> I I don't know. I was just kind of floored by the ending of Kipo because it kind of gave me that feeling that um, it's gonna sound dumb, but it gave me the ending that um um playing final fantasy 7 remake did like it gave me that same feeling i know it's a very big thing to say but it gave me that feeling of like ah 
it feels nice to just see these guys again and it feels feels good that they're all doing their thing like mm-hmm, it felt mm-hmm. good and mm-hmm. um i don't know time skips are fun yeah and just sort of like it didn't give us everything but it was just nice to see um a story just sort of show like the characters like moving on with their daily lives for like a little bit and 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 in general like i'm glad that kipo was kind of like a one and done story i'm glad that it didn't continue on for too long like i was a little bummed that i'm like oh only three seasons like what but but then again i thought about it i'm like well I'm sure you could do more, but you don't really need to. It's one of it's one of those things where or I like the ending of Samurai Champloo where you're like, you know what? It's done. You don't you like you would like more, but you don't you don't need it. And you feel mm-hmm. good about it wrapping up. You're like, OK, their adventure's over. These heroes can rest. They can chill. Since we are talking about the ending first, like I will say, yeah, I love the trope of a time skip in shows and animated content specifically. Um, like that's pretty, like, I love, I, I just really So you're love saying it. the one piece time skip is your favorite. Uh, I, um, actually didn't, I, I haven't watched much of one piece, but if I did, I would love the, the <laughs> time skip of one piece. Like, uh, freaking in, uh, in Naruto when it first went to ship it and I was like, yeah. <laughs> hey, Heroes Come Back was an amazing <laughs> opening theme. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Was like, like I was oh, off Naruto by then, but then by <laughs> like, literally they're like, oh yeah, there's like a, what, two year or four year. I forgot how many years there's a time skip. I was like, wait, what? And I definitely got back into it, but then fell off of it again. But yeah, I was just like, oh heck yeah, I'm here for a time skip. I love a time skip. There's an episode of this is such a tangent, but there's an episode of like um Arthur, the you know, the Ardvark, Arthur the Ardvark, um, one of the old older episodes where there is a time skip and they're like in late middle school and early high school age. And it's like like a five minute, maybe two to five minute segment um of I guess them imagining themselves older. And I'm like, heck yeah, I freaking love it. Like yes i'm here for this um so yeah see that ending i was like yeah it's time skip like where are they now they're so they're doing so well oh my god um yeah 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 um so (laughs) yeah but um but in general like um i don't know uh kipo did some really interesting things story-wise like it, it kind of kept me on my toes a little bit because cer- certain twists and turns I wasn't expecting. Like I didn't really expect. Um, you know, let's go back to the ending. Um, I will say I did not. Expect, <laughs> sorry, I will say I didn't. I didn't expect Scarlet Mane to die, but I don't. I, I don't really I think love that we're just talking about the ending. I'm we're just sorry. going for the ending backwards. <laughs> it's, but, totally but it's like the ending is the most fresh thing in my mind. No, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, like, I like the yeah. last season is what's most fresh. Okay, and- so uh, basically, uh, so people know the importance of Scarlet May dying. Cause it's like, oh, yeah, Scarlet May. I mean, I know we're expecting people have already watched it, but <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> uh, Scarlet May. Um, yeah, Scarlet May is just basically a uh, villain of the first and second 
season and i mean i guess anti-villain uh, or anti-hero third season he's like the villain of the mid wait no yeah he is the villain of all of one and two yeah like, he's a villain two. of all of one and two um, i was gonna say half of two but then i'm like wait no amelia comes in wait not amelia it is um i think it's yeah dr amelia yeah dr amelia comes in at the Dr. Amelia kind of... She kind um, of shows up middle she, of season two. Yeah, and she's kind of like, revealed to be, or hinted to be, the villain, or the true villain, and then becomes the true villain by season, or by end of season two, beginning season three. Yeah. Yeah. Every... Man, they were they were kind of hot on the hating Amelia train at the top of season three. They were like, "Oh, she just makes me so mad." Murmur, murmur, and I'm like, "Y'all can calm down, though." <laughs> like, I get it. She's she's bad, but like, I feel like I I kind of felt like every other minute they're like, "Man, oh, oh Amelia, doo doo head," and I'm like, "Yo, bump I, Amelia." I get it. <laughs> I know she's bad, guys, <laughs> but but also looking back on it they're like 12 and 13 so mm -hmm. yeah they're children so of course you're gonna like stamp your foot and like throw a fit i guess when you're like little it's whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it really did i was like you don't have to tell me she's a bad person i understand that <laughs> i get it stop telling yeah. me she's bad <laughs> i mean the, i mean the whole like one of the things though about amelia too is that uh Kipo didn't really want to believe that she was bad or she was just she's very much the type of character that's just like wants to see the good in people and see the best in people uh mm -hmm. which i feel like i don't know it's just like uh do you feel like kipo's kind of like steven but kipo gets challenged more maybe or yeah, maybe. I I just feel like it's a big main character trope thing where it's just like, all right, they gotta they gotta be able to see the best in people. She's she's very much a shonen protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I believe in you. Yeah. Kipo's very much let's um That's the shortcoming that I have to get over. Just kidding. Everything's solved because I believed in myself believing in you. Uh which is You I are mean, my Nakama. <laughs> <laughs> i'm guessing that's not something that i like because i'm feeling like really uh really apathetic about it but um yeah uh yeah kipo's usually the type that's like i see the good in people so i think every time kipo's like yeah i, I think we should trust her and then she's just like nope you definitely shouldn't trust me <laughs> in the actions that amelia does she's like dang it <laughs> Why? Well, well i mean like because because amelia puts like a, a weird like gray in front of kipo and kipo doesn't really operate in grays it it seems like she's very much like good or bad or mm -hmm. well, not no 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 actually no that that's not quite true i feel like kipo yeah, no, I, mean, very much... I feel like kipo is the gray or she's at least trying to hope that people have the the positive or find to find the positive in every situation so she's very much like you know what dr Amelia, she's a person i'm a person like we're people we should be able to get along and like at least uh meet in the middle or something and dr Amelia is very much just like no there's good right yeah dr Amelia kind of put uh tries to yeah I'll, I'll rephrase that like 
Amelia kind of challenges Kipo's um <laughs> I mean grace. Seem- she it, it it is a very it is a clashing of ideals where yeah. where well it's weird because Amelia is a little bit gray even though she is like you know neat mutes bad humans good but it's more so like we have to destroy this it's like like doing something bad for a greater good because ultimately you know Scarlemagne and his mutes that he isn't controlling are bad but you know like the mutes that are not controlled by Scarlemagne are not bad <laughs> like, well, th- like, there's, like there's levels to it but um but I, but it is like a clashing of ideals where Kipo's like, well, instead of just because these are sentient creatures now and like they're living and they're doing the thing, let's try and coexist and like, you know, start over instead of just wiping them out. Whereas Amelia's like, no, humans have to go back to the way they were. And, you know, is Amelia... <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Let it out. Amelia's kind of Amelia kind of has like white supremacy ideals if you think about it. Yeah, I, <laughs> Amelia's kind of a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> she's very. Where's much, the lie? Where's the lie? <laughs> but but like if you remove the white supremacy of it and just make it human supremacy, I suppose. And <laughs> she's just like, yeah, just like uh, we we are on top. We are you know D- darwin survival of the fittest like like we gotta be there and kipo who is the w- literal walking manifestation of a black man an asian woman and is also a human and a creature uh, <laughs> is like hold up a minute <laughs> like can you stop please mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can you please stop trying to kill everybody i need you to mm-hmm. calm down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. That's a pretty accurate uh, connection. <laughs> um, which I mean, I I feel like um, it's hard to like. I don't want to completely say that, of course, uh, because it's it means that we're uh, saying that uh, minorities are uh, mutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're because not we saying can, that. There's because, just yeah, a you know the correlation. That's also, that's also a trope in itself. You know, like telling the story of like diversity and inclusion by using like animals as sort of like a uh, uh, I don't want to not filler. Um, just a shorthand, I guess. Is a shorthand. Yeah, like, I feel like it's that it's an interesting topic. Um, I mean that you you kind of brought up, yeah, because it's like it's interesting because it's and i'm also noticing i've noticed this in other uh cartoons or shows and film where it's like okay like we have a uh a world uh in a show where there are humans and then there are non-human characters and the non-human characters are trying to fight for their existence, and the human characters are trying to fight for their existence. Did and, Star do that too? Uh, Star versus the forces of evil. Yeah, didn't they? Didn't Star kind of actually like, never watched like Star? Because I, 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 I like kind of poked at the last season, and I remember seeing something about like, um, like the Muni people are fighting against all of the creature people and i guess i remember episodes talking about like 
yeah, so like Muni Independence Day is actually like them wiping like the the creature people out, but it, it becomes like a big I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like know. I feel like it's I mean my point being like uh some of the shows, I mean they do it and it's uh really I feel like it's they do it in a really cool lesson way where it's like okay, you got to uh, you can't just a hundred percent be like all <laughs> white supremacy or um, like dis not acknowledge like the sentience of another or the feelings of uh, another person, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just being being more empathetic to others, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like more of the lesson. I feel like. Yeah, like Kipo teaches told. is the show about empathy. Yeah, but it's just like groups. a weird correlation. It just has a weird correlation to like civil rights, or I, I guess yeah. I mean yeah, a weird correlation to civil rights, and I guess the whole thing is about civil rights. But well, I guess I wouldn't call it weird because like you know, like you and I have the lens of being two two people who are black, like right. and so like we're gonna have and because of we're gonna have that perspective watching kipo or anything that is sort of tackling a a a message about empathy towards another group we're going to feel that correlation because because of our background um some some people in people who do not have that lens may just see either a cute story about like being nice to each other or they might be like, oh, yeah, my, my children should just learn to, like, you know, be kind. And mm-hmm. th- th- that that is also valid, too, that, like, Kipo is going to teach kids about, like, kindness and empathy to people who are different from you, whether mm-hmm. or not, like, they pick up on that um, race and ethnicity message at all. Yeah, I think uh, this kind of also, as I'm thinking about it, happened in Infinity Train. <laughs> the the last season of infinity train oh should we (laughs) spoiler alert for infinity train i guess yeah (laughs) spoiler alert for it doesn't have to be that much of a spoiler but um not going in depth so good wow it's so it is so freaking good (laughs) um but yeah i was just like uh realizing too i was like oh yeah this base this uh not trope but this uh, idea this concept happens in infinity train as well um i love silent hill but on train <laughs> yeah um well i guess that I? might be a light spoiler for about infinity train i don't know so don't I say it i pitch it I wouldn't, that way oh as a as what like when people ask me what's infinity what is infinity train about i say uh silent hill on a train Oh, and that's yeah, all yeah. I say. I'm, I'm just, like, it's just Silent Hill on a train, and they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Just, just, just go, <laughs> just go, just, just, just trust me." And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. And I feel like it's not too much of a spoiler. I feel like it's like, uh, pretty. It's that's light enough. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But um. Back on Kippa. <laughs> every time i keep trying to do the kipo intro music but i keep uh my brain as soon as i start goes into the uh, melody for flamingo by caro caro bonita (laughs) 
pass no pass that part actually the the after the intro the, yeah that <laughs> but every time i'm like bar, 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 bar. well that's another good thing about keepa though that like it has a lot of really good music and yes. um I'm, soundtrack is amazing the soundtrack that um the the, the licensed music and also just like the there is no score the score as well is pretty darn good i find mm-hmm. myself listening to um ah geez i can't remember a specific name but it's the track that plays um during i believe the first season when you meet the uh the like the 80s workout skunks trying to <laughs> trying to uh, run away mm-hmm. <laughs> from the big bird with Kipo and um and wolf like that track is really good and mm. just like the Age of Wonder Beasts, like little 30 second intro, the full Age of Wonder Beasts is really good. And then like I love that purple jaguar eye. That's a fun, uh, fun song. That's really good. Is that the one that Sterling K. Brown sings? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a really like funky song. I was like, whoa, what's mm-hmm. happening? <laughs> it's It's got a lot of really good music. And um, I think some of that kind of comes from just uh based on the little bit i know about like red the creator like he has a pretty big love for um just like alternative genres of mute like different types of music like you know like hip-hop and whatnot and stuff and that kind of shows through the um licensed music choice and just again like the score in general for kipo it is unlike anything like I'll just say Kipo's OST is reminiscent to me of how Boondocks kind of blew my mind a little bit where I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is I feel like I wouldn't see this in uh, an animated show over here, but lo and behold, I'm getting that. <laughs> yeah. You know? It just makes it so unique. And- like it's not like cringy rap. It's like actual really good stuff you know and when i mean cringy i mean like it's not like i don't know like there's the stupid the one feel piece, like the one piece opening it's not that yeah okay yeah, exactly i know the one piece <laughs> rap everybody likes it it's whatever i th- i think it's fun too but it's also like when you look back on it and i'm when you look back on it you're kind of like eh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh i mean it's not great uh uh but uh, when i say it's not great i mean the one piece uh the one piece for kids rap intro but here's how um, the story goes to find out the grand lines no doubt (laughs) it's classic um but yeah it just makes uh don't give it up keepo (laughs) don't give it up vincent dreamin don't give it up <laughs> don't give it, oh, up. No. give it up give it up give it up he has a story about a girl in a burrow there's no doubt i can't <laughs> i can't do it um, um the mutes eyes on it will sing i'm king of the the mutes i'm gonna be king. it'll be age of the wonder beast coexist. i don't know <laughs> coexist. Coexist. oh my god no yeah it doesn't sound like that (laughs) um yeah it just sounds very unique and uh original and um just gives it its own flavor without making it feel corny or made up or 
um like maybe doesn't come from a a actual love of the genre like the one piece song kind of just sounds like okay we got to do something that's cool <laughs> yeah and yeah. it I, and i think like you know the diversity of the cast shows through and the diversity of the music choices that are made as well Mm-hmm. like yeah. you've got hip-hop you've got like pop you've got k-pop in there you've got like like weird funky jazzy music like it's it's all over the place and it's, but it still like fits and it meshes with the world you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah really really good soundtrack for kipo everybody should listen to it it's really good yeah yeah i'm pretty sure you can find it on like spotify or uh something Mm-hmm. where whatever your music choice uh, album compilation because yeah it's so good um and also the aesthetic the style is like so unique and like fun to look at and- yeah very much so it um it it very much is reminiscent of like you know someone who uh thought like art direction that is very clearly like from somebody who's like you know anime influenced and whatnot but it's not inherently like look at this anime like it's not that it's like there's an influence there there's like really good tapering lines and shape language throughout the character design um it's all it's very sharp and um everybody has like a very like distinct silhouette to it and yeah it's like it's just so unique in its like line work in its shape language in the color palettes that you see it just creates its own world its own aesthetic it doesn't feel like i feel like uh in uh some modern shows there is a tendency to have like a very much like uh similar style between uh different shows because like maybe a studio has this like style knocked down or uh whatever it may be like there's kind of a closeness um which i mean people definitely talk about obviously and i don't want to go that deep into it but um it's just refreshing to when you have a show that feels like it's so much uh more unique to uh the creator or just the uh just something that hasn't really been seen in uh cartoon animation Mm -hmm. um it's just really refreshing to see also just also kind uh kind of seeing how the design for Kipo and um Benson and ever and Wolf and everybody and just seeing how that translated from Red's original uh webcomic onto the big screen is yeah. well, big screen onto your television screen onto your phones where you're streaming on Netflix onto your onto your laptop onto onto, onto streaming laptop. seeing onto how that streaming. how that translated is also really neat too just because you know like Kipo was originally a webcomic and um seeing you know um seeing that a webcomic that somebody you know put put their heart into you know getting adapted is like uh it's it's a really great feat and i'd imagine that'd be pretty inspiring for people who have stories that are like kipo that um which is another thing too that kipo is kind of a testament to the shift in the animation industry i i would say mm-hmm. that you know um we are getting more kipo is very much in that uh it's not six to eleven 
It's not pre. It's not preschool. It's not junior. It's yeah, in it's that more in the it, young adult it's in like the young category adult category, mm-hmm. which is where like which is also kind of where Infinity Train season three is not not so much one and two. Well, maybe a little bit two. Two, two I would say is in the young, is like okay. yeah, it's kind of in the it's like younger young adult, but it's still pretty mature. Yeah. Yeah, season but two three, actually had a lot of stuff that I'm like, whoa, we're talking yeah. about we're doing that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's just emotionally, it's definitely like, whoa, this is mature. <laughs> like, especially going from season one, where it's just like, oh, yeah, this is a nice mystery. Like, okay, I'm following the story. Oh, this is cute. Like, this is fun. Like, oh, this is also scary. But I mean, it's like cartoon kid scary. So I was like, oh, this is fun. And then season two suddenly is just like, this feels a lot more mature all of a sudden. And then season three is just like, what? <laughs> this shift so hard mm-hmm. such a hard shift um and like it's it's kind of interesting too because i mean i know we're not talking about infinity trade but the uh the main character is kind of like shifted age as well um with that like i mean not spoiler but like like each season infinity train is kind of following different main characters um which is kind of the reasoning why it just feels so maturely different. <laughs> I really scene. loved that about Infinity Train. I yeah. love that about Infinity Train. I was like, ooh, we're doing the American Horror Story kind of thing, even though I've never watched American Horror Story because I don't really want to watch it. Um, <laughs> but I like the concept of this is this is the thing, this is the branding, here's a story, here's another story, which is like, that's what I wanted Stranger Things to do, but it didn't. I'm like, oh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah yeah i love the anthology yeah anthology there you go yeah it's like it's like it's still on the same infinity train where the setting takes place but it's just like from perspectives of different characters or Mm -hmm. the stories of different characters because perspective makes it sound like it's the same story but from a different perspective but no it's like a different story (laughs) but shows Um, like but shows like kipo and infinity train i think are opening the eyes of um just you know the execs at studios and kind of showcasing that there is a market here for this because we haven't really had anything like that and even when we did have characters were older that that were older in shows they still catered towards that either 6 to 11 or that um pre preschool demographic like elena is 15 16 14 one of those three. I can't remember it's how old. Teen. Elena is a teenager, but it's still mm. very much a junior show. Like Elena is not really going into deep teenage things for those five year olds to chew mm. on. Like, hmm, let's talk about um, the economic crisis <laughs> at five years <laughs> old. Like, we're not talking about that. Let's um, talk about murder and death. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Elena does does kind of have some drama I think along the line. Also, like, I, I haven't watched uh, any of Elena, but uh, to my knowledge, it goes from being more preschool to like evolving into more of a like slightly, slightly mature, but like not super mature, but like maybe six to 11 type area maybe uh i know lion guard did that for sure as well like the first mm-hmm. two seasons of lion guard um a di- uh, uh i on my previous show i worked with a director who was a board artist on lion guard and she said that um 
they tried to push as much as they could to make the latest season of Lion Guard a little bit like a little heavier, but still like keeping it for the little kids. But because, you know, like, um, Kion, I almost said Kenai. That's a different character. That is a bear. That is not a lion. Oh, yeah, from my brother (laughs) Bear. (laughs) (laughs) That is a bear. Um, But Kion and everybody, it's like, because Lion Guard takes place like post Lion. It's like middle to post Lion King 2. So everybody's a teen now. Like Kiara and Kovu are there doing things. And there's like mm-hmm. a whole episode. They're like, well, like Kion comes back with the crew and he's like, yo, what happened? And Kovu and Kiara, are like, well, the whole movie happened while you were away. Let's tell you what it went down. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like Lion Guard, okay, guys? I have to watch it for the <laughs> lore. I need to know because it is canon. I need that Lion King canon lore, okay? Leave me alone. Um, but, but yeah, like I, I just remember seeing, I can't remember if it was from Red or Owen Dennis, who is the creator of Infinity Train, but it was from one of them about like how um, they wanted to, they would hope that they could create more of their respective shows because they do breach that like demographic of more like YA TV series. And there was a lot of response from um, fellow industry professionals that said that, like, you know, like they have ideas that they want to pitch that they, that are in that bracket, but you know, like there really isn't, they're kind of before now wasn't really a market for it. Well, it's weird to say there wasn't a market for it because like in the eyes of a um in the eyes of somebody at the top, you know, you like you're kind of catering to the people again, this is all this is not like for sure, this is just you know me talking. Um, but just thinking like if I were in the shoes of somebody who is making executive decisions and whatnot, and I see that, you know, the little kids, like the baby kids and then like the younger kids those are the ones that are like you know watching tv all the time whereas mm-hmm. the older kids are like they're watching tv but they're also doing other stuff and um going to college and whatnot like i'm not really trying to market to them because i'm trying to market to the people that are in front of the tv like way more and whose parents can buy them things you know that's yeah. what i'm trying to market to mm-hmm. at least just if that that's what i that's just my way of thinking about it so i get it but a lot of the people that are also consuming this content are in that YA to older, like our age bracket, you know, like 16, like 14 to, uh, I don't know, young 20 something. It's like they're watching animated shows too. And mm-hmm. you're missing out on like a whole slew of people, but you know, infinity train season three and Kipo kind of hit that demographic. So it's like, people want to see more of that. People want to see more, um, heavier subjects tackled people want to see um like why like there's all these ya books we people want to see more ya like animated content as well it's basically totally. what i'm saying in a very long roundabout way <laughs> no totally i agree i feel like i want to talk about uh a little bit on the lgbt plus representation i mean um, that's that's part of ya content yeah like people want to see exactly. themselves because that's when kids are like figuring that stuff out sure maybe some kids are thinking about it when they're a little bit younger but most kids are you know it's adolescence and you're like feelings mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it, just seeing <laughs> that type of representation is like, it's super important. And I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I, it's definitely the type of uh, content that I wish to have seen at uh, that demographic age. And, you know, I'm happy to see now at my uh, adult age. Um, but yeah, just seeing um, specifically like uh, Benson, sorry, <laughs> I said Benson. Um, seeing Benson just uh, straight up say, I'm gay and be being a uh, black character on screen and saying that words, those words coming out of his mouth and seeing it, it's just like, yes, yes. <laughs> and it, it wasn't weird. It was normal. Like I, I was like, part of me was like, keep it, don't freak out. Keep it, don't freak out. And she was like, oh, okay. I get mixed signals. We still friends. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he gets yeah, a boyfriend. Yeah. It's like, yay. Yes. <laughs> and like you see them smooch and you and you see like, you know, the whole like awkward, oh no, I want to ask you out kind of thing. And it's normalized. And it's great. Yeah. And it feels like and it's I, I also, Hispanic, right? I I think I so. Yeah. Remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I I believe so. I remember his father being uh uh, shown and like him having uh latinx like uh features and a name and accent so i'm guessing yes but um i mean i don't know but um what was i gonna say uh yeah yeah and i, I think it's like important too because i feel like in media uh for the longest time at least like you know when we were growing up if a character uh would even be uh coded as gay or uh lgbt or whatever it would either be like super negative or it would be very stereotypical and it would just become a archetype of what media thinks a gay person is mm -hmm. um and i know and a I lot really... of people uh, that are um non-binary have also kind of um identify with Kipo in the time skip a bit because they could identify as being non-binary and I know some people were like kind of latched onto that and were like <gasps> me but yeah the um sorry now gosh I lost my train of time oh, I'm, so <laughs> I'm so sorry I just <laughs> I didn't even no, you had a, no you had a good you had a good I thought about uh, you had a good clip but um trying to get back else. on uh, trying to get back on my train of thought because um yes. uh, yeah because I'm, I'm leading down that i'm going down i'm going down that path i'm going down that same path um but yeah just seeing uh benson be his own character and not like fall for stereotypes um but i also want to yeah mention uh there there was, actually was a non-binary character in is the show it, is asher right yeah asher they're they're um, i believe they're non-binary yes and it was kind of interesting because like i while watching the show was like i was listening in and i was just like uh hearing asher's voice and i and i was like wait is that Rhea butcher <laughs> and Rhea butcher is a non-binary comedian <laughs> so i was immediately nice. just like oh this character is non-binary okay cool and then i think like uh there were points in the show where uh Kipo and other characters were finally saying like they and um using the terms those terms to like 
talk about Astro. And I was like, yes, I got it. I nailed it. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah, like Kipo does just a really good job of normalizing um, these identities that that exist and just making it you know it's not like a hot topic it's not like a so like on, on today's episode of keepa we're going to talk about what it means for benson to be a young black gay man or what it means for asher to be a young uh non-binary individual like yeah no, it wasn't it not- wasn't like gay non-binary what's that <laughs> that's uh, like that's even more confusing than a mute no it's like hey these are just these are traits of a character or uh, a person uh traits that a person has yeah like it's just that's just how this is it's it's people people exist people are like that and i think that's just really cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's just really cool also time skip they're in their 20s yes because i think it's a five year yeah they're like 20 they're like 20 21 well i think like i think wolf is like 15 or something or whatever yeah wolf wolf is in her like wolf was pretty young she's baby yeah wolf wolf love baby shout out to wolf for just having the black uh um black panther music oh (laughs) did did wolf have black panther music no no it's just it's just a little bit of a joke that um, okay 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 because <laughs> oh, no, like, no, like, not 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 black panther she had like spider-verse music oh yeah yeah because mm-hmm. it almost sounded like um the prowler theme <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a diss that's just that just means it's sick and it's really awesome yeah. and i love it no wolf is an uh, i really want to cosplay wolf i yeah. loved her she was great mm-hmm. yeah she was such a uh very so independent so opposite of Kipo yet like so what's the word just just appealing mm-hmm. like so so appealing and like you you want to know more about her and her past and want to know her and it's just like this is such a such a sad character <laughs> but it's like you want the best for her it's like this is so sad her backstory is so sad but it's like yeah, you understand why she's so hardened. She's hardened by this uh, post-apocalyptic world that she lives in, and Kipo kind of like softens her a bit in mm-hmm. a good way, and mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, and 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 it's very much um, another another trope that I know a lot of people kind of resonated with is like found family because yeah, it's also like very heartwarming. Just be like, oh yes, you are my sister now. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I don't really know what else to say about Kipo besides that I, I really liked it. Th- yeah. There were there were some shortcomings that maybe I would have liked to see Kipo challenged a bit more, I suppose. Because mm-hmm. um, you know what? I thought I said this earlier that like Kipo kind of reminds me of Steven where they both very much see the good in people and, you know, that shonen protagonist of like, you know, you're, you're my friend, you're my Nakama, like I believe in you, blah, blah, and things work out and learning and and like and just and just like teaching empathy and whatnot which i think is fine but um and i think kipo gets challenged maybe uh doesn't she like she like um i know that she kind of like near the end like almost 
words. I'm fumbling so much. I'm trying to remember. It just kind of felt like she didn't get challenged enough on her ideals. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I, oh, feel, I, like I feel like I, I would have liked to see more of that instead of it always working out. No. Yeah, I definitely, actually, you know? I agree. Cause I feel like that again is definitely, um, kind of one of my problems too, that I was even talking about in the beginning where it feels kind of, uh, a repetitive character trope, uh, or character trait that's kind of seen in a lot of cartoons where it's like the main character is like, uh, always, uh, positive and try to see the positive of people and everything is good. And you know what? I like adventure. Um, but I, but I'm also scared of adventure, but also I'm going to try, I'm trying my best. Cause you know, I got, I got to be positive. Um, and then when, you know, their ideals usually are, are challenged, it's like, nope, I was actually still right. And I've defeated this, uh, I've defeated this problem and I'm going to the next obstacle. Oh man, this obstacle has some opinions that I, I don't know. It sounds correct. Nope. Just kidding. My ideals are still correct. Right. And that happens a lot in Kipo. Um, so I, I see where you're, I see where you're going because like that's just something that i noticed too in shows like this where it's just like uh yeah uh you know what i'm the main character and because i'm positive i'm correct right but but regardless still though i kipo is very much one of those shows that you know is gonna be around for like you know uh black and brown children just like you know by pc kids in general um that are gonna be like oh that looks like me that's really cool and I yeah. think that's really great. Like, um, there was a really cute Twitter post actually from a uh, Kiana, the board artist on Big City Greens, and um, she showed her parents Kipo, and her parents um took a photo, like cosplaying as Kipo's parents, because they're like, "Look, it's us," you know, a mm -hmm. a um, just like a mixed couple. And mm -hmm. that, you know, representation matters. It's really great. <laughs> and I just thought that yeah. was like really amazing just to show that, you know, even adults are like, oh, that is representative of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. think it is important too, to also just mention that like, um, Kipo is another one of those shows too, though, that like, um, it does have very good representation and the creator is someone who is, is white, but I think that um there was a R lot Radford? of like no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. what red 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 what what are you talking about no <laughs> yes. i just remember you, like you telling me you you were talking to like a group of like uh young uh black creatives uh, i can't remember where maybe on discord and like people go like oh yeah keep so cool and thinking like mentioning oh yeah reds uh I, obviously black no you were saying like oh you did you know like yeah rad's a white guy and they were like wait what no yeah some people just don't know and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but I, but i think like um well it's similar with like craig of the creek like you know a lot of people just assume that jeff is the creator but i think mm -hmm. rad's a little bit different in the sense that like rad is sort of like putting himself out there for it whereas yeah it, it, it kind of seems like the 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 guys behind craig of the creek aren't as out there whereas jeff is very like in the in the internet space so rad yeah. is very in, in the internet space so like you you know 
but you definitely yeah you definitely at least you know, know more now at least you see him but, yeah yeah but i will say that like um as i was saying before that like even with that i think um the creation of kipo like i think rad and like his team were very mindful respectful and just put a lot of thought and care into what was created and i think that that mindfulness and probably it, I, I think that mindfulness showed through the sh in, with, with like the product that was made thank you consulting team <laughs> uh but yeah yeah Kipo's good and Kipo's i think everybody good. should watch it like it I has some Kipo. shortcomings but overall it's a really good product and i think is it really is i think kipo is gonna be one of those shows where you say like kipo you know kipo was there so x could walk you know it's gonna be it's gonna be one of right. those shows kipo's going to pay be one of is, is a show that is going to pave the way for more wonderful ya content to come out and honestly i if red is doing more original works or is like maybe adapting something i would i look forward to it because this was just a mm -hmm. really damn good show and i had such a good time watching it i was yeah. you know kind of sad to see it come and go so quick but at the same time like there's nothing wrong with like you know just telling a story that begins and ends doesn't have to keep going forever like yeah. one piece <clears throat> yeah <laughs> sorry I'm just wow saying. just really uh just really pounding on one piece this episode. i don't hate one piece i don't hate it i just think that it's way too long and everybody's like no dude you gotta get into one piece and i'm like i'm not spending 900 episodes of my time a thousand chapters of my time catching up on this story that is probably going to end up being the one piece was the friends we made along the way <laughs> that's probably what it's gonna be if it's not i will be I'm sure i'll eat my words but did it really need to take a thousand plus chapters and 900 oh, plus pieces of the friends we made along the way <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm gonna laugh if it is the, the if it's his hat, the one piece of Luffy's hat. The one piece of Luffy's hat. <laughs> laugh if that's what it is. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. they they had to have they had to have like gotten the one piece, but at this no. point, right? for, no, like, they, they're at least, on, like they're no in the anime. I don't know where they are in the manga, but I know in the anime they're like they're in that um japanese inspired area now that's where they are like they're 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 in like that adventure arc because a lot of it is just we're looking for one piece oh no uh we gotta help this person oh no this person's in some like deep political stuff we gotta help them with that now because that's like what the alabasta arc was it was just like the miss all sunday stuff and then they're like okay we'll take this girl home now but oh wait there's like politic crap happening i guess we gotta help out with it <laughs> wow 
Oh. I don't know. I don't dislike uh, One Piece. I like this. <laughs> I've watched everything up to this, this message is brought to you but, by the You're I, Never I, Gonna Watch I'm One Piece Foundation. I'm not gonna watch. I, I will not consume any more of One Piece unless they they um, until it ends and they do a bunch of like those recap movies because I'm not about to read all that. I'm sorry. Ooh, that'd be cool if they did like recap movies or whatever yeah i'd probably watch it like that too like here's the most important pieces of this one piece yeah i'm i'm it's just so many hours of my time like i could get so through many like days. three other so days in the time it takes to watch all of one piece oh man oh man hey instead of watching one piece watch you should watch Kipo. Kipo. yeah instead of watching one piece watch keep and you know if you're so I mean, inclined you should watch one piece too if you want to you know we can't yeah if that's your prerogative i'm sure is oda listening Ichiro oda are you listening i'm sorry i'm sure you're making good stuff i know oh, yeah. one piece is great there are a lot of people that like it it's just not me i'm, I'm just not gonna read it all right let's uh i guess we can just uh go and uh watch one piece now <laughs> <laughs> next episode will be all about one piece yeah <laughs> next Bye, episode the one piece <laughs> apology podcast <laughs> all right bye, bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast as always be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at black and animated and listen for more episodes on black and and on spotify google podcast or apple podcast the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time. This episode was edited by Tyler Schlossman with music by Ergo Funk. Mm-hmm.